0: Hi, I'm Jenny Barkson, and this is The Reno Guide. Today, I'm so excited because I am talking to Tash South a South Place Studio. She is a renovation consultant, and has been doing so for many years with several clients, and has a wealth of knowledge and expertise, both from working with clients, as well as doing her own home renovation projects. So we're gonna talk today about the benefits of renovating, common regrets, uh, things to look out for, and just some general tips from a true expert in the field. So I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome. Uh, Thanks for for agreeing to talk to me today. Um, So we were going to talk with renovations and I guess the easiest place to start is to go straight into um, so what what sort of the biggest benefits are to a renovation for people that are considering one wondering if it's worth it um what 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 have you seen really makes it uh, a, a renovation special and what makes it beneficial
1: hello thank you for having me on your podcast today jenny i think that people have various different reasons for wanting to renovate um one of the things i find most is that people want more space but quite often once I go into their homes and we start having the discussion about what they need that extra space for, we do sometimes come to the conclusion that they don't need to add as much space as they initially thought. It's all about how you use the space and how you make it function and how well you add storage to it that makes it really work. That makes a lot of sense. I think, you know, understanding what's better
0: space, not just more. Sometimes more does solve the problem, but lots of times just making the space flow better, fit better, work better is, is not necessarily about um,
1: just making it bigger. Exactly. And especially now with lockdown and people spending more times in their, uh, more time in their homes, they do want more space and and quite a lot of the time we do add more space Um, and it really does add value to the family when there's enough space for everyone especially if they've got children and there's enough space for the kids to play and do homework and the parents to work and especially if it's young children it's it's quite often in the same room Mm. um, where you need to keep an eye on the on the kids Um, so in that way yes more space is definitely Um, a benefit. Yeah, it's, I think it's one of those periods in life that we'll always look back on when when
0: our attitudes towards our home and what it needed to to be has really changed. Um, I think, you know, the, when we did our renovation, we didn't necessarily change the amount of space, but we did combine the spaces. And I think what's interesting is that Sometimes it's combining and sometimes it's separating. Sometimes it's changing where the uh entrance or how you go from one room to another is is built or structured um can have a big impact. And that just you know it totally changes um how something feels and how the light is uh goes in the space. And I think what's interesting about now is that sometimes having everything open plan isn't necessarily what you want sometimes you need just some way of separating or creating a space for certain parts of life like work versus kids versus eating versus social
1: yes you're so right there Um we are more and more going towards what is now called broken plan and um everyone's finding out that those lovely big open plan spaces that were amazing for entertaining and kind of weekends um are now not so good because people want to be able to divide things off as you said they want to divide spaces off and um so that's a a really good opportunity to add some lovely um, dividers, like perhaps critical doors, um, or even, you know, gorgeous thick curtains. Um, So yeah, having that, the way to just, having the flexibility and the way to divide something off when you need to and close it off when you need to, um, for noise purposes or privacy purposes, um, that really is important now. And I think as I go into projects and, you know, from the very start talking with clients, we we start talking about, you know, having that flexibility because it is so much more important now that everyone's spending more time at home. And I think people probably will be spending more time at home for, for the foreseeable future now, I think. Um, and yes, to your point also of, um, you know, doorways and taking walls down and putting them up. You know, sometimes a house has enough space, but people aren't using it to its full potential. So, for example, on a project I'm working on at the moment, the clients um, have one child. um, So three people in the house, yet they were all living in kind of, it's a Victorian terrace, they're all living towards the back of the house. um, And because the front room was completely separate and closed off. And they just didn't feel like they wanted to use that space because in the evenings when they're all together, they they want to be in the same room. Um, so on this project, we did open things out and we took both walls down of the living room and we're putting up a crystal divider with a door. Um, that lead that kind of is was the shared wall with the hallway and then going into the kitchen, we've taken that down completely with just one crystal screen. So it's got a wider opening and where before there wasn't an opening. So it really is kind of thinking about how the family lives and what they need um, to make the best of what's actually there. So we didn't actually add to the footprint, but we just maximised the use of the space of the rooms that were already there.
0: Yeah. And I, it's one of those things that, that, It's difficult to understand, especially if you haven't developed an eye for how space and uh, and light and the the way something feels, how you impact those. Because we all know we're not using the front room because we just don't ever go there because it's so cut off. Or uh, for example, uh, our our office downstairs is the same thing. It's like I never go there and I don't know why, it feels cut off or it feels like somewhere i don't want to be i think it's really exciting when a renovation can unlock that um solution to to what makes a space usable what makes you want to be there what makes it fit the function that you need in your life that your family needs it's uh, it's it's a really it's it's the part of of renovations and the design that is so exciting because it's it's pretty cool that just moving a door or just changing it to critical windows or just um you know rearranging a a wall or a window or or adding something can just completely um open up how you live in your house and how you like your house
1: (laughs) yes totally and i think when i think about it i think it comes down perhaps to two things that um makes us not enjoy a space as much um for me it's really important to go to properties and and get a feel for the different rooms i know at the moment loads of designers are doing everything online because they have to um but this is exactly why i feel like you have to visit a property to get a feel for it before you start designing. And I think that just going back to the two things, I think it is, that makes a space perhaps not feel like you want to spend time in it is the uh, one is light. And I think um, if you can, if there is a way you can maximize the light by adding a window, enlarging a window, or um, having an opening that perhaps um, looks onto a better view, or even if you take it further, if you, if that, if you have control of what that window looks onto and then take it even further, you know, go outside, add some plants there, paint that wall, add something to that view that makes it more enjoyable to to look at from the inside. And then I would take it back inside the room and then obviously it, a lot of it comes down to um, the, the actual feeling of the room in terms of color warmth you know what color do you have on the walls do you want it to feel light and energizing do you want it to feel calm do you want it to feel cozy and i think all of these things combined makes makes a space feel like you want to spend time in it yeah that
0: makes sense i think yeah there's um i hadn't really thought about the impact of what you see through the window and sometimes it's not something you can change. Um, if it's looking out onto someone else's house across the road, or, or um, but where you can, uh, that that's a really good tip to be able to, to, because that is an extension of the space you're in. What you're looking at through the window, uh, and if it's internal, what where you know what you're looking at. Uh, I think from a design perspective, a, a lot of um, thought. Sometimes people forget about that passage through from one to the other and the view that you have um, is you know another extension of that. It's just make, thinking about the room as more than just the walls that contain it, but also what looks out onto it and what comes in through either a view or for the, through the light.
1: Yes, definitely. And um, yeah, I mean, f- flow of a space is one of the things I work on first when I start a project. It's, you know, everything down to the um, the placement of the furniture. So, you know, we start with a layout that could be anything from adding an extension to um, taking down walls to putting up walls. But once I, I get that flow, um, you know, how I think it will work best for the client, we then go that step further to um, selecting furniture in the correct sizes um and the placement so that when you enter a room and when you or even when you move through the entire house or the floor of the house it feels like it flows well and it feels spacious and it feels like every space has some kind of connection and and is kind of a pleasure to be to be in um so that is is so important Uh, uh, you know the flow is um, and the space planning is one of the things I spend so much time on at the beginning of a project to try and get as perfect as I can for the, the client's lifestyle. Yeah. And
0: how so how do you, I mean, to kind of get the maximum benefit, what important, what's important for someone to consider before working with, with you or with, with an architect or designer or, or just to consider themselves, like what, Kind of how do you get to that understanding? So you were saying it's important to be in the space. Um, but what are the things that you're kind of taking into account and that clients should take into account? Are people just looking to 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 maximize their
1: space? Um I think just look at the bones of your what you have. So look at the bones of the building you live in. Um you know work out how much square footage you've got in each room. Um, And just, I think, be open, be open to, you know, being a bit brave, taking walls down or dividing spaces off or, you know, more creative solutions, maybe that working with a designer would would help you to to come to in terms of, you know, perhaps not just putting a wall up, but making that wall something more interesting that adds to the adds to the architecture of the build, you know, the, the kind of style of architecture um, or the history of the, the house you're in. Um, so I think, yeah, in terms of, um, in terms of those things, it's, it's just kind of thinking about what you, you have and how you can really make it work best for you and your family. Yeah, That's,
0: um, I think it's really helpful to have someone with experience and an eye (laughs) because um but even just the act of taking the time to think about how a space is now is something we don't generally do most people don't spend too much you just kind of maybe get fixated on a problem or a thing you don't like but not really thinking about the whole house or the whole um the, the way it's, it's, it's working and, and not working and just spending some time with that is really helpful. I think it's one of the reasons it's often tempting if you've just bought somewhere, for, for example, to just go, go right ahead and fix what you think you're not going to like about it, but until you've actually been in it, uh, I think it's really hard to know um, all those things that you mentioned about um, to understand sort of what its potential really is without getting to know it and being in it physically.
1: Yes, you're right. It's, that's one of the trickiest things actually, because, you know, lots of people buy properties and then want to change things straight away and they kind of have an idea of what they want to do. um, But they haven't had the opportunity to live in the space yet. So that makes it difficult. And, you know, in those instances, I would say something that if you're, you're able to do that could be really helpful is to, is to actually just do a sketch of a floor plan and just kind of play around with it Um, you know see if there are walls you can take down if you know if if you're looking at the whole floor plan of of the whole um, of each floor of the house independently and you can kind of then see what space you've got if you're imagining that the internal walls aren't there and I think that and then kind of placing them where you think they might work better. And that's not always possible because obviously it's down to kind of um, where the supporting walls are, but, you know, generally there's one or two supporting walls and the rest you can play around with. So I think um, in terms of something really practical to do, to kind of help you get your head around what you can do with a a space is, is to do that. It's just kind of draw up a scaled floor plan and just kind of just play around with it. Yeah, even just like tracing over the just the outside, if you've got maybe the
0: from when you bought it, the estate agents floor plan. Exactly. Just saying, okay, well, I'm gonna take all the walls out and see what's left. And that's kind of, it's kind of exciting, because you don't ever, because it's too hard to think about that when you're standing in a space, it's too hard to imagine, you know, this, this wall gone and this window gone and this. So it's a, that's a, that's a really good tip to just start, start with nothing. And yes, it might not be realist, you might not be able to do everything that you then think of. But at least frees your mind of constraints to start with yes definitely yeah um what sort of things do um do you find or have you had come across this with people regretting things that they wish they'd done differently or done more of or less of or what kind of things do people sometimes get tripped up and and wish they
1: could change after renovating um okay so a lot of the projects I go in to help on, um, the top one is storage. People always, you know, I've gone into places where they've had work done before, and you know, maybe even quite recently, and they haven't thought about how much storage they actually need. Um, I think storage is it's it's so boring, but it's so important.
0: <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it doesn't matter
1: how beautiful your place is if all your stuff is constantly covering it up then it's not great you exactly right exactly and um i do go on about it a bit till my clients i try and put storage everywhere and uh, you know i try and maximize every single alcove and nook and you know wh- wherever i can put storage i will put storage because they will use all of that storage and you know i'm I'm very much inclined to encourage clients to do a clear out. I'm, I'm quite ruthless when it comes to clutter in my own home. But, you know, I accept not everybody's like that. And so um, I think that if you can plan very carefully and in a very detailed way what everything you need to store, and then make sure that your storage that you're having put in can fit all of those things. Like to me, it just it makes life so much easier and so much smoother if you've got a place for everything. And it, it like I really think it reduces families like, you know, the stress of trying to get out in the morning, the stress of trying to cook a meal in the evening. I think if, if everything is has got a place and can be away when it needs to be away. I think it just, it actually does so much for our mental health. (laughs) It's very true. It's these, yeah, it's not the sexy part of design that
0: people want to talk about, but it's the part that actually impacts your life every day.
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) That's a, that's a really good one. I think I, I, was disproportionately excited about the discovery that we were going to have extra storage underneath our stairs when that, it was just, I, you know, all of these other amazing things. Great, great. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. knock through a wall, whatever, whatever. But <laughs> all of that storage, I got so excited. I was like taking photos of it and sending it to people. Look at all of this, you know, <laughs> it's just because it makes a difference because you're not tripping over it. It's not, you know, something you're having to every couple of days clean up, because everything just naturally has somewhere to go. So it's a, that's a definite thing to to prioritize. Cause it's really frustrating when you finished a renovation to be like, oh well, this is great, but I can't now I want to spend more money to go back and fix and add more storage and it doesn't make sense and it doesn't work as well. Whereas if it's done at the beginning, then it can have the most benefit.
1: Yes, exactly. And then it goes back to, you know, it goes back to the the space planning and the flow and when you're looking at a floor plan from the very start of the project, that is when you can see the opportunities to um, to add that storage, whether it be, you know, putting in a false wall or kind of moving moving a boiler or you know nudging something over a bit so that you can fit storage in so at that point of looking at the, the basic floor plan and where things are going to go I think that's when you need to start looking at storage not kind of you know design a beautiful space and then and like you said then go where am I going to put my stuff yeah. so I think it's it's such an important part of, of interior design definitely
0: any other common uh
1: mistakes or, or issues. I mean, mm-hmm.
0: for, I think a lo- one of the ones that another non-sexy part is definitely um, some of the things that you might not be project managing yourself, that your general contractor might be outsourcing, like the electrics and the plumbing. I think um, because if you don't have the direct contacts with the, the guy that did the electrics or the person that did the plumbing, and there's an issue later, um, you know, ha- either having that assurance that they're certified and just checking up on those kind of things to make sure that those types of things are, pro- are done properly because if you go through a whole renovation when your walls are already going to be ripped up and torn apart that's the time to get the electrics right because having to go back and do any of that after the fact is really expensive and really frustrating so those boring boring things that you don't really want to have to think about are really important to kind of make sure you're at least a little bit informed on what's happening so that it's done correctly
1: Yes, yes, you're right there. It's um it, you're totally right. One of one of the things that people say a lot is, you know, oh, I wish we'd had that light on a separate circuit, or I wish we'd put dimmers in, um, and these these are all the things that designers think about. So when you have a designer's help, you know they will they will specify, you know, put, put the island lights on its own, on a circuit, put the spotlights on their own, on a a separate circuit, put everything on a dimmer switch. Um, and so, and those are huge things to change once, as you say, once the walls are plastered, um, you have to rip into the walls to change those things generally. And so I think to get, to, to get an electrician or a contractor, that knows these details, to, to know to ask these questions or to think about how you want your lighting to work and function and the different moods you want to create. Again, it's so important from the start. It's not something you can think midway through. Um, I think you, you need to really nail down all these kinds of, as, as we calling them, boring details from the start because they're so costly um, and just disruptive to change once you get to the end of the project and then of course once you know if you do realize just before your project's about to complete your your builder will will charge you extra because if any changes any changes at the end will cost you money and it will add time to the project so um so yes the the electrics is a big one and also just kind of um just knowing the little details that you want um you know, because the contractors or the electricians, they might put the little plastic socket plates on and switch plates. And, you know, if you think about these things, kind of, as I would say, halfway through, start looking at options, have a good idea of what what you would like, um, so that at the end of the project, they're not rushing and just putting things in. that You've had a chance to think about those things, purchase them, have them on site so that you get the, the really... Good quality finish that that you may want.
0: Yeah, I think you mentioned a couple of times about working with the designer or someone. If you if there's kind of two ways to do it. If you have a designer or someone whose responsibility it it is to be looking after all those details, like the lighting and the hardware and the you know the the little touches um, and also the big things, the big underneath things to make sure everything turns out um, the best it can. The other is that you will have a lot more decisions, but if you can know that they're coming and to think about really take the time to just look and think through every aspect of the room and do that either in advance or at least by midway through then you have a much better chance of, of avoiding sort of the, all of the little laundry list of things at the end you' be like oh I wish I'd done that or I wish this was different uh, so I think yeah that's that, taking the time to consider the little things that will have a have an impact on the final finish um, like the sockets that nobody really thinks about most of the time but if you don't if, because if you if you wait till the day where they're like okay we're installing the sockets and then it's done and they're the cheap white plastic ones and they don't look right then you have to kind of go through the effort of getting it changed or getting them to add on an
1: extra you know day or so to fix it play. exactly i have a, i have a, a good tip here which is something i actually do when i start a project i list every single item at the start in every single room so for example i will list let's go for a complicated one i'll, I'll you know put the header kitchen and then i will list every single thing so down to the the kind of drawer pulls the door handles um you know the hinges the the type of tap you want the finish on the tap you want the um the then kind of the big things are easy those are the ones you usually think about the cabinetry the appliances um but if you really drill down and just sit in the room everything that you see if you're doing a big renovation you will need to to make a decision on so list everything that you see and then, maybe do it in an Excel sheet, and then, in the next column, you know as you start looking for things um, whether it be online or in stores, you can then start filling in links or you know names of items you 've seen, finishes of items you 've seen in that column too and then actually, the third column is a really good way to keep track of your budget, and so you can add how much that item costs, how many you need. And I think, you know, this is a, a really good way of not forgetting things. So if you just keep referring back to it, um, you're like, oh, I've got everything. Oh, what about the hinges? I didn't I, you know, I haven't chosen that yet. And the builder's probably gonna be asking for them next week. So it's I think it's a really it's a basic way, but it's a really good way of just keeping track of every little detail that you, you will have to make a decision on in a big renovation. Absolutely.
0: That's really, really good at nice. What sort of, I guess when it comes to maybe some more of the fun aspects of a renovation or even just the the big um, ideas about where walls go or windows or how you're going to change the structure, how do you come up with uh, creative ideas and solutions? Where do you sort of what do you find helps come up with those? Is it just looking at inspiration? Is it just because you're amazing and you have these ideas in your head or how do you, where do you sort of get that, um, those, those cool um, and,
1: and practical solutions from? So a lot of it is when it comes down to the windows and that, that is quite often down to the orientation of the property. Um, So if it's getting really good light somewhere that, you know, you can see on the exterior, but it's not getting into, into the home, obviously tracking where the sun falls at different times of the day. Um, So that those are kind of the obvious ways of, you know, where, where to place windows, how to place them, how to maximize the light in the property. Um, In terms of the more fun things and the interiors, I think it's a mixture for me of, of, of kind of getting inspiration from, you know just being being out and about here in London, there's so much um, history and architecture and you know and there's so many modern buildings as well, and I love that contrast and that mixture. Um, so I get a lot of my inspiration just kind of being being out um, in London. And then also, obviously, they're such amazing images now on Instagram, on Pinterest. You can't help but not to be inspired because it's everywhere. And every day I'll see something amazing or discover an amazing architect, um, you know, and then kind of obsess about them for a while. Um, And then. I think a lot of it also comes from um, my love of wanting to just start with function and you know creating that functional base for people, so that I know when I walk away from a project that that home is going to function but the absolute best it can function for that family and you know provide them with that kind of ease of life that they can just kind of sail through the day and they've got a place for everything um, so that to me is is really important, but then you know once the function's um dealt with, sometimes it does provide. An opportunity for um, for something creative. So I do love um, designing things, um, and I think that's that's from my kind of graphic design background, where you know I've, I'm always I would say I think in shapes. I'm always thinking in shapes and kind of ways to add um, interest to a space. So just a, as a really simple example of um, of that so in the project i'm working on at the moment there's um we have a dining area which is right next to the kitchen island and again we have an opportunity there there's a niche a huge niche to put storage so we're building out the wall to be completely flat but then you know in a dining room i was thinking oh that's that's a bit boring so Um, so then kind of that really gets me thinking about how I can make that space, that wall just not look like a flat wall. So we're adding, we're adding a kind of, um, a niche, a rectangular kind of recess. Um, we're going to mirror the back in antique mirror and we're going to use it as a bar area. Mm -hmm. And then on either side of that bar area, I've designed some... Um, oversized wooden door handles so they they're about 30 or 40 centimeters in diameter and they're round convex carved out of solid wood and so these will sit on either side of the um, the recess bar so then all of a sudden instead of just a functional flat wall we then have this thing which which has been designed and created to just make it feel more like a dining space and make it a bit more special and also be functional as a bar. So I think, um, yeah, it's definitely the, the the combination of the two, of the kind of being functional and then, but also being creative and then finding kind of the inspiration to marry those two together.
0: Um, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so that's a really fascinating example. I can't wait to see the photos when that's finished as well. It sounds awesome. <laughs> Uh, I think, you know, it it hits on a couple of things where creativity tends to thrive with, with either constraints um, or, or just, it has has something to kind of play around with or push the boundaries of, gets the the most out of it. And, you know, whether it's something that um, needs to happen, like storage, and then how do you play with that? And okay, yes, rather than just having boring boxes or a flat wall, um, you get, that's, such a cool um fertile ground for for f- coming up with good ideas if you have um take the time and have a little imagination um but it's the same it works the other way too when you have a really tricky problem often you get the most creative and interesting um solution that you wouldn't have thought of from scratch so it's it's
1: it's that's um that's a that's a great example of of that so Definitely. I mean, a tricky, awkward spaces. Always, you have to be creative. You you have no choice. <laughs> you have to kind of, you know, think of different ways to to make it work, to make it function, to make it look good. You know, and if you, you know, sometimes you if you work w- with the quirks, you get a really good result. So, yes, definitely. You know, every day, every day in this job you'll come up against some kind of problem the builder says no you know you can't you can't do that you can't have that handle there and so every day every single day i'm challenged as to okay fine what can what can we what can we do how can we make this better how can we still make it look good how can we still make it function how can we still make it interesting then there must be a solution and if there isn't a solution then we make a solution (laughs) yes
0: (laughs) I like it. It's a great <laughs> mantra for life as well. It's good.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, any other kind of tips or things to for people to remember, as if they're considering a renovation?
1: Oh my gosh, I think it's too many to list in oh, yeah. the podcast. <laughs> I, but,
0: I, I, um, I did exactly what I didn't say, and so I didn't give you any constraints. I so just a wide open question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> First, obviously, time and money. So um, you know, once once you find your your tradespeople or your contractor, ask them how long. And then I always say, double that. (laughs) And and then you're probably closer to how long it will actually take. Um, Budget as well. You really, really have to be prepared to um, come up against some issues. Um, Renovations are hardly ever smooth sailing. Um, You know, if you have a good contingency or if you're prepared that probably the amount you have in mind and obviously unless you have a really healthy budget um you will probably come across things especially in renovating an older property um that will need extra money extra attention extra work you know but as you uncover things you know leaks can appear so um again you know those are the two boring the boring things but I think time and money and then also just decisions you will feel so much more in control if like we talked about earlier you have that excel spreadsheet you know what your build is going to be asking you for and you you make sure from the start that you know what you like you know what you want um, and especially if you don't have any help with you know like with someone like myself. If you're taking it on yourself, then really kind of look at it as a project, because it it takes up a lot of time. And, you know, even searching for one little item could easily suck up two hours of your day looking for a hinge. So, um, (laughs) So just be prepared, I would say, be prepared that the time it might be more, the money will probably be more and and really get your head around your project and approach it as such you know perhaps not think about it as something that's just happening on the side you really if if you're doing a project you you need to to take control of it and you need to check in with your builders and you need to um follow up and you need to um know what you want quite early on because as you move through the project those things knowing those things will make it run so much more smoothly um towards the end and probably you will get a much better result at the end something that you're much happier with no oh, absolutely all very very good advice
0: <laughs> well thanks so much for joining me today it was really nice to talk to you and i hope um i hope you have a, a good rest of your of your day
1: oh thank you thank you for having me on it's been a pleasure absolutely thank you thank you
0: Thanks again to Tash, Um, I've known her for a a few months now and every time we speak I learn something new and I genuinely enjoy speaking to her as a friend and as a uh, sort of example of all things renovation amazingness. (laughs) So uh, it was a real treat for me to get to speak with her and pass on her knowledge to you. Uh, You can find Tash on her website at southplacestudio.com. She has a blog there that has recently been awarded the Amara Interior Designer uh, Best of 2020 Award. Uh, And you can also find her on Instagram at southplacestudio and um several other places i'll put sort of links to that on on the show notes but uh, mainly Southplace studio and if you're looking for renovation advice or to have her do some consulting work or just to get inspired all of those things are very possible and very recommended on her website so check it out and thanks for listening